Well, hello, and thank you for joining me. And thank you for looking at these verses uh, together with me in Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through to 34. It's good that you're here. I want to begin by uh, telling you a short story about something that happened to me uh, quite a few years ago now. Um, it was whilst I was at work. Um, at the time, I was able to walk into work every day. I didn't have to think about parking or um, the cost of travelling to work. It was a free walking journey in every day. Um, on this particular day, I walked into work as I normally do, and uh, I got to work and realised that I needed to get to a meeting. Uh, it happened quite often, um, but it was easy. It wasn't a problem. I walked straight back home again, picked up my car, and uh, drove off to my meeting. Um, because there were still quite a few hours left in the day, um, rather than go home, I took the, the opportunity just to go straight back into work. And uh, I parked my car on the on-street parking bays outside of work, paid for my ticket, and went into work. The silly thing was, at the end of the day, uh, I walked straight back home again. I left my car on the street. Um, and the next day, I walked straight back in again and got back on with my work in the office um, and completely oblivious to the fact my car was there. It wasn't something I was used to, used to having. Throughout that day, uh, there were a few people that came up to me and said, Tom, your car's parked outside of work. And I told them, no, that's not my car. I've walked in today. Um, it, it's not mine. I completely dismissed it. It wasn't until um, someone came up to me and put it a little bit more plainly to me and said, Tom, your car with the registration number, and they read it out to me, uh, is outside the office with two parking tickets on. At that point, I realised what I'd done. I was completely embarrassed because I'd ignored all the people that had um, told me. In fact, they all stood around kind of laughing at me as well. And uh, I felt like the right, um, a right plonker at that point and uh, had to go and get my car uh, and drive it home. By this point, I'd had two parking tickets, one for each day. You know, it's so easy, isn't it, for us to miss the, uh, what's blindingly obvious to many others, uh, but not necessarily to ourselves. When we're so used to doing things in a certain way, or we're working within and operating within a, a framework um, that in all circumstances gives us a lot of comfort. Um, but actually, sometimes those things are the things that are actually causing a problem to us. As we jump here into these verses in Mark chapter 12, I'm kind of reminded of that scenario, but it's good to think about what the story is and what's going on here. Um, at the beginning of these verses, in verses 28, a chap comes up to Jesus and he's a teacher of uh, the religious law. And he asks Jesus what the greatest commandment is. So Jesus gives him an answer and he says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And the second one he says as well is equally as important and that is to love your neighbour as yourself. You know that's completely familiar with us, those verses. In fact they were so familiar to this chap that had asked the question that he said to Jesus you're absolutely right. Uh, there is nothing more important than these. Well done. And he also adds, and he says, that these are more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices. 
So Jesus turns to the man and seeing that he's got understanding, he says to him, uh, these words, he says to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You know, I don't think that chap was necessarily expecting that response. I probably don't think he, he was touched by the response as we are now because we get the opportunity to read it in the Bible. Um, but, you know, when he was told who, what these greatest commandments are, the first thing that jumped into my mind is who possibly could honestly say that they have followed those commandments to the letter? So not just love the Lord your God uh, with your mind, with your soul, with your heart, with your strength, but all your mind, all your soul, all your, all your heart, all your strength. It's a really tall ask. And I generally don't think anyone could ever say uh, that they've done that. But this chap, um, he, he honestly believes that he's probably had a good, good stab at it. In fact, uh, the way he responds to Jesus is probably not unlike any of the other people uh, with his background. People who have tried to do the right thing, people who have tried to follow the, the regulations and the laws that they thought were going to keep them close to God and make them acceptable to God. But the question I ask myself is, is why Jesus says that this chap is close to God's kingdom. In other words, he's close, but not close enough. Or to put it more bluntly, he's not in God's kingdom. You know, one of the questions I, I often ask myself is why these verses are in the Bible. And, and, and maybe they're in the Bible uh, for the good people. You know, when we look at all the other stories uh, of people opposing Jesus, you know, we probably read them and think, well, Jesus was right there to, to tell them off or to criticise them. Um, because they were trying to catch Jesus out or they were, they were hypocrites themselves. But this guy, he asks a genuine question and he's still not in the kingdom. Um, so maybe it's for the good people or maybe it's for those that are familiar with what they're doing, familiar operating within the framework they're within. They're, they're used to their habits in life. They're used to uh, their religious practices and... Um, they're not seeing what Jesus wants them to see. Or maybe it's for the people who aren't missing anything obvious. You know, maybe it's those people who um, feel that they're doing the right thing. In fact, if we were to look at them now, as we probably look at this, this uh, teacher who asked Jesus the question, we'd say, well, he's making a good attempt at things in his life. He's doing the right thing. Uh, what could possibly be wrong with him? So the question I'm still asking myself is Jesus, why are you telling this guy that you're not far from the kingdom of God? And I want to try and give you uh, that answer now. One thing that stands out for me is this chap's response to Jesus. Um, the teacher of the religious law replied, well said, teacher. And uh, when Jesus acknowledges what he said, uh, it says in my Bible that realising how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you're not far from the kingdom. You know, I think this guy was missing the main thing. In fact, we read throughout the whole gospel uh, about people who are missing the main point of Jesus's teaching here. We've got to remember that right at the beginning of Mark, as we see at the beginning of all the gospels, um, Jesus stands right at the beginning. Um, and we see this in, with John the Baptist as well. He emphasizes it. 
But one of the first words that Jesus, well, the first words that Jesus says in the Mark's gospel is the time promised by God at last has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. You see, people's deep and essential need is for Jesus to save them. It's for us to see Jesus as a saviour and we can see Jesus as many things and he is many things. But essentially, first and foremost, we need to encounter Jesus as a saviour. And I think this chap didn't see that. He saw Jesus as a teacher. He saw Jesus as a good man. And he also saw Jesus as someone who reinforced the uh, practices that he was already familiar with. You know, as I, I read this, I just think about myself and I think about um, your situation and I think about um, our church's situation. And uh, one of the questions I'd ask myself is this. Above all the activity, above all the religious framework that I find myself within, within all the, the opportunities I get to serve and to encourage others, first and foremost, do I see Jesus as my saviour? Do I see my deep and essential need for him to save me and for me to continually understand that there's nothing that I can do at any point in my life that will trump what Jesus has done for me and what Jesus will continue to do for me and what he's done for me through the cross. What we need to do is to see through all the stuff that we do in our lives, all, all the religious activity, all the opportunities we get to serve in church. And we need to always remember that Jesus is there to save us and he has saved us. Maybe you're listening to this for the first time and you've not ever made that decision or maybe you've been practicing in the church and doing all this activity and you've never actually understood and stood back from it all and, and acknowledged Jesus as your saviour. And we need to be careful here, a bit like the people warned me uh, in my little story that I told you earlier. Maybe the warning here that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you is that you're close to the kingdom but you're not close enough. And that might seem a big blow but you know Jesus has done it all. There's no big step that you need to take other than with faith to repent and believe the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And he's come to save you. Many people will wrap lots more around it and will uh, tell you all these steps that you can take and an activity that you can do. But Jesus says it plainly and he wants you to repent and he wants you to acknowledge him and have faith in him that he can save you and he can rescue you. I just want to encourage you this morning not to miss that essential truth here in these verses and also to be encouraged as well. You know, God loves you. He died for you. He's done everything for you. And uh, whatever your situations, whatever your circumstances this morning, the right thing is to dwell upon Jesus and to seek him um, and to trust in him. He's done it all. You know, quite often that's the easiest thing to say, but for some reason it's the hardest thing to do. Be blessed, have a good day, and we'll see you later. Thank you.